Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I, you said you're from Mississippi, okay? And I know some things about Mississippi, but really I say it like that because I get it from the movie Life. Um, you know. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Why? And I know it tells the truth, and that's probably why. These two guys, black guys, you know, like uh, whoever Martin Lawrence played, you know, he was on his way to a good job. He had him a good job at the bank. Mm-hmm. And here they are put in jail for what... Uh, some white man did. And it just goes to show what happens in life itself when things like that happens. It's always been someone did something and got away with it, and someone else suffers. And I'm from Neshoba County, Philadelphia, Mississippi. If you ever heard of the three civil rights workers, Cheney, Goodman, and Swarman? Mm-hmm. I need to research that story right there. <laughs> <laughs> Not the black cards. Why? I'm a, I'm you take my black card for that one. The you ain't taking mine for that one there. The three civil rights workers. So these guys, Cheney was a black guy. He was actually from Meridian, Mississippi. These two guys, you know, Kanye, Kenny, I know I mispronounced something. He's been talking about the Jewish people. These two guys, two Jewish guys that were helping in the civil rights thing. And they came to Mississippi to do, to recruit some workers and things like that. So Cheney was showing them around. He was a black guy. And they were two white guys. They quote-unquote falsely arrested them and they were missing for like somewhere like 60 days it was national news and they finally found them out near the choctaw indian reservation right right outside of philadelphia what happens when they were released they let them get a little bit out of town then the white sheriff or some of the deputies and some of the white guys around there uh they followed them and stopped them and of course they did something at that time no one was convicted of that murder of their murder and they found the bodies of the three guys uh, some days later, again, out the, near the Choctaw Reservation. It's a real big part of civil rights history. I'm going to need some, y'all got to go research. Mm, all right. There's no, a movie that, based. That sounds no. like some, I'm sorry, There's that sounds like some state history. I'm not saying it's not important, but they surely did not tell us about any of that. And I haven't heard nothing about it. Y'all, didn't, y'all went to. Right. So I, I can't be responsible for every single story because there are fucking countless stories right. of things of that happening. Well, we got with the University of South Carolina, is that right? Whoa, we have mm. African American history there. No, no, I'm asking. Yes, it is. Okay, because I, I okay, feel okay. the PWI thing coming. Because well, we what I learned last night, uh, what was the, some podcast I was listening to last night, Dr. Keish Marshall. I'll get in a minute because I had to prepare it. We shouldn't refer to them as PWIs, we should refer to them as historically white colleges and universities, just like HBCU. So we're gonna say historically white. I see Dr. Davis going like. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I mean, what does it matter if we emphasize black or white? You know, she she was being very radical. I'll get her name here in a minute because I know y'all can document it. But that's just one of the stories. Uh, there's a movie called Mississippi Burning that's mm-hmm. based upon that. So when I meet people somewhere, they're like, "Tell me something famous about Philadelphia, Mississippi." Like, well, Marcus Dupree went from there. Uh, he's from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Fred McAfee, who was just inducted into the Hall of, Hall of Fame for the Saints, he's from Philadelphia. And the most important thing is the movie Mississippi Burning actually occurred there. 
I went to high school with some of the grandchildren of the white people and black people <laughs> that were actually involved in that. And it's amazing. Let's see, can I say this? The white granddaughter <laughs> of some of them, she exclusively dated black guys at the time. Oh. Since I'm not calling any names. <laughs> I mean, sheesh. Mississippi sounds concerning for me because they make with apparently killed in you Mississippi know, too. Uh, so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I gotta go see it's that. It's not movie. a place I wanna I've go seen, see it yet. I, I think I've <laughs> seen <laughs> parts of Mississippi burning. Um, that was a rough movie. Born at that time. I'm thinking it was the 90s when it came out. No. How old do you how, think we are, sir? How, yeah. we so I'll just take a fourth of the black card. <laughs> You're not taking my black card. Mm. I'm, there are worse movies that you could watch. Uh, if you watch Mississippi Burning all the way through, but you got <laughs> you mad at life, I don't know what to say, my guy, because if you, there are plenty of other movies you could be pissed off about that I share your sentiment in watching unnecessary violence against black people, not only in movies pre-civil rights, but post-civil rights. Post-civil um, rights. There are plenty of movies that were set in the 80s and 90s that have lots of hood violence, which are black on black that I refuse to watch yes. because I've just, I just can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing for me to get up and go and be mad at white people. I, I can't be mad at my own people. Like, and I know, I know that I could be. I agree. I agree fully um, with what you're saying. It's, it's some movies when, again, this little movie came out probably when you all were really little kids were just born. When Eddie Murphy came out with Boomerang and I watched the movie like, wow, a totally that. black on black cast, mostly black cast. No one was shot, killed, hurt, anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically a good movie. Did he get rewarded mm-hmm. for it? Oh, of course not. <laughs> but it was just good to see something relaxing. Another movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other camera at that time. Is, but there are some good black movies without violence. There's a lot with violence. And sometimes I just get so mad that that's what we resort to sometimes is that we yeah. are. Uh, what was I see something now with uh, I just saw on Instagram. The lady played on Star Trek, Michelle Nichols. And Whoopi Goldberg said when she was a child, I was like, look, mom, come look. There's a black woman on TV and she's not a maid or anything like that. And that was mm-hmm. just so exciting to see a black person in a different role. And we need to emphasize that a lot, that black people are not just gangsters. We are smart people as well. Sometimes we do shoot some people. But yes, <laughs> we are. We can do everything. And you know, I think about it with women's suffrage. The only reason women couldn't vote at that time is because somebody told them they couldn't. It wasn't because they weren't smart enough, they didn't have the capabilities or anything. It's somebody and somebody with authority told them they couldn't. We get all of this black violence and stuff, and it's because someone is telling us that we are violent, and that's all we see. And every now and then we have to get something to show that we're better than that. Here we are, four wonderful college graduates who claim they're unestablished. Still. (laughs) Still, right. (laughs) Currently. Currently. Unestablished in life, but we we are established in uh, selecting this wine for this week. (laughs) How did y'all like it? The one that did y'all get the one I sent suggested? No. Well that one I couldn't find at my uh, local store. Okay. I could find they had other kinds, but that one in particular I couldn't find. Okay. The lady that suggested, she's kind of beige. Uh, <laughs> she, she could be kind of beige, but she's in her uh, 30s. She's an AK, but I'll hold it against her. <laughs> but, <laughs> she's one of my friends, and we, we discuss a lot of subjects. She's single, as my dad would say. She's single. 
<clears throat> and always looking. And we discuss those things like, you know, what single women are looking for. I tell her about you off podcast all the time. She, she's had the but you know, she's not into podcasts. I listen what? to another podcast that's a friend of you all. So I listen to your single friend. Oh, you know, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yes, you know, we love her. Yeah, I, I love her too, even though I disagree with a lot of stuff she's, or you know, I'd be going like, I see why you're single. But she has said she's single until she says she's not single. But she's, <laughs> she's, sis is choosing to be single. Yes. Like, I, yeah, she, she could have been off the streets, but. She yeah. knows what she this wants. Is, she's going yeah. for it. She knows what she she's wanting. She she's not budging on it. Shout out to her. Yeah. You should hey, budge. I see a lot of people in marriages. When you going to get married? Uh, as soon as your husband uh, decided to propose to me. But, you know, old women, oh, especially God. in the church, and I know y'all said, <laughs> tell I'm a true fan. I know y'all talk about Jesus, the church. I'm going to get constant started here. We talk, talking about church. God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, me and Jesus are, the Lord knows my heart. Okay? We're homeboys and homegirls. You quoted that from Shayla. But before we get started, I'm going to ask you all, how do y'all pronounce my name? It was Shetro for a minute. Shetro for a minute. Shetro. It was straight up yeah. how it looked. First it was Shetro, right. and then I was like, mm. It was Shetro for a long time. And then we saw Roche. It was like, oh. Also, you got Roche. Because Roche right didn't make no sense. So you got Roche. And then we got Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean. At first, I only know you by Instagram name, and then when you emailed, I was like, "Oh, I think you corrected us when you joined the uh, Instagram live." Yeah, you said Mm -hmm. Chet Roll, and I was. But that's how, yeah, that's how it looked. Well, this is what it really is. It's Roche R O C H E T. It is French, of course. I'm not. I have no desire to go to France. Plus, you have to fly with water for like 13 hours. I'm scared. I fly. I'm not flying with water. So people have always had a problem pronouncing my name, Roche, which, depending on what kind of car you drive, there's a car out there called Chevrolet, same E.T. on the end. If you ever did the things these big needles, it's called Crochet. Roche is just without the C, Roche. So in high school, a teacher of mine, he realized I was having problems because I was kind of new at that school. I went to the school where my mom was a teacher at. Shout out to the teachers, constant former teacher. <laughs> Good thing you got out. Glad you got out. And he's like, I got a uh-huh. name for you that everyone can pronounce easily. It's like Shayro, which is Roche backwards. And I'm like, wow, I like that. So from then on, people mostly refer to me as Shayro. Some of my boys from college, uh, one of them, that's all he ever calls me. Shayro. The one from Chicago, he goes, Shayro. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that on my tag too when I had my my first car with a, what we call a lizard, little Plymouth Horizon. I had my tag Shayro, and people were like Chetro, Cheeto, <laughs> not Cheeto, not Cheeto, <laughs> Cheeto. No, well, thanks for getting us right. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get to the wine of the week. All right. Well, I mean, hi guys. I guess we didn't say hello, but hello everyone. <laughs> hey y'all. We are here, and as you can tell, we have a guest this week. We have Shayro here with Still us. My name now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got it right. I might be from the country, but I ain't that country. Uh, well, I understand because I hate when people get Joanda wrong, which I don't understand how, but it happens. So I definitely understand the importance of your name. So, but we are here with him this week, and we're going to talk about becoming reestablished. And we'll get into that after we talk about our wine of the week. So the wine of the week this week, we chose a red blend. Um, 
I went with the Menage a Trois red blend. And Mo, I think that's what you have as well, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So what do you think? I love it. It reminds me of um, Cabernet. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was telling Constance. I can't even see what the alcohol content on this is, but... It's 13.5. Ooh, okay. So it's a winner for you. (laughs) And it's a winner for me because it's giving cab vibes, which I can stand any time of the day. Well, if you look at the back of the bottle, it does say that it has Zinfandel, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, <laughs> look at me, Mark. Look at you. <laughs> look at my mature taste Them buds. Them taste buds okay. are blooming, okay? <laughs> it's not even springtime, girl. Ooh. I cannot. Well, I bought a different one. I actually, um, <clears throat> I went to Total Wine maybe two weeks ago before we even decided or even had this thought um, and bought. So when Monique was here, uh, when she was in Tampa, uh, she, we bought, she bought this Cabernet with this brand that Jared had recommended, um, Edmund something. Oh. It was, it's got a big ED on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ED. ED wine or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have a red blend. Oh my God. Y'all, I sucked that shit down so quick. <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought it on if I drank it all. But while I was there, I had, uh, I, one of the, um, the men who worked at the Total Wine, um, he recommended this one called Black Cloud. And it's okay. another good red blend. It also gives me really good cab vibes. It's 14.5%. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good, too. Now, it's a little drier, I feel like, okay. than the ED. So I've been sipping very slowly on it. But it is quite delicious, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I did have... I don't think I bought it, though. But we have this guy at the Total Wine that always spots me and EJ and give us suggestions. He, like, takes us on a tour around the Total Wine and be like, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And he's a black guy, so we definitely love his suggestions. So You have to get him on a video. I know. He was just like, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? So we usually pick up a few of his suggestions. But I think that was one of his, that he said the ED was a real good brand. But I can't remember whether I picked it up or not. Probably not. Since I don't remember. Because it's pretty good. And I think the ED brand is like $10. It's It's affordable. It's less than $15 for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's very affordable. And I think that's exclusive to Total Wine too. So ED, does that mean erectile dysfunctional wine? (laughs) It doesn't. Um, what? It's Edmund something. It's Edmund something. It's somebody's name. It's like Josh Wine. Like Josh Wine. Edmund didn't? Yeah. I, I mean, Edmund something. I remember seeing Edmund on the bottle. I could go get it. Um, I'm not sure why anybody would talk about their um, penis dysfunction on a fucking wine. Oh. Unless it's attributed to it, but you know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope not. That is funny. I cannot. And my fear of coming on this podcast has been realized. Shut down by Constance. <laughs> not erectile dysfunction. I am concerned, sir. That is the most. <laughs> And you're lucky because that's the classiest version of Constance putting you down. So take it as I, it is. I, I'm sorry. That could have been down, much sir. worse. Okay. Yes, it says for Ed Edmundo. Okay, good, because I pulled it up too. Edmundo? Yeah. <laughs> Ed Edmundo Cabernet oh, Sauvignon. Ten ninety nine. That's your total wine. I mean, Edmundo, I would assume that it's some kind of Spanish, maybe. But I could be... Ain't no yeah, it's Ed from Demond. Argentina, so it's well, somebody named Ed Demond. The black community gonna be like Ed Demondo. 
Mundo. So you got. Some. That's what his name is. Okay. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not totally a alcohol connoisseur anymore. Now, in college, we had a group. It was called Brutal Fire Brutal. We were a drinking society. <clears throat> and one of, I, if you see my Facebook, I had an uncle that just passed. His favorite beer was Budweiser. I always drank Budweiser because that's all I knew. I didn't really know them. But in college, I loved uh, D&J. Not Mr. E.J., but oh. E.J. <laughs> yeah. Brand. Okay, that's a college drink. Okay. Yeah, and I mixed it with Dr. Pepper. I thought it was crazy. Then... As I got older, all my friends moved away, and drinking was expensive, and I had to pay for it all by myself, so I kind of gave it up for a while. <laughs> You're not I, wrong, sir. I was totally unestablished <laughs> then. That's when I was still in Mississippi. Mississippi. I just kind of gave it up a little while, but I kind of just got back into it. And in 2017, on my birthday, I ended up in the hospital in the emergency room, and I had a pancreatitis. Oh, and they said oh. that uh, you know drinking kind of contributes to that. They kept asking me, and they, they declared I was a mid-level alcoholic. I didn't really have a drink in a while. I don't drink. Oh, and I had God. to argue them down. I was not an alcoholic. Then I got another pancreatitis in 2019. The last three days that my insurance was valid after I got laid off my job, oh. I got another pancreatitis. And they were stating, you have another pancreatitis. That means you must be an alcoholic. Like the last drink I had was in October of 2018. I was at Jackson State Homecoming. I had bourbon. Oh, I love bourbon. I <laughs> <laughs> took you somewhere. Bourbon yeah. would put hair on your chest. Facts. And other things. Yeah, well. And other things. Jesus. You know, if you are what they call a bald head woman, get you some <laughs> bourbon. And you'll get some hair somewhere. But I love it. But at the time, I had not had alcohol since homecoming of 2018. That's the last time I went to the. Jackson State University's homecoming, home of Coach Prime that won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard of Coach Prime? Yes. The Jackson yes. State University. Yes. Okay. You don't yes. have to take our black card for that. Alumnus. <laughs> uh, but that was the last time I had alcohol, and that really has been the last time I had alcohol. Even though I had some bourbon chicken earlier today, just put a little bourbon in it. I miss it. I miss bourbon. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to your pain. I am too. Your you really sounded like you were transported to another fantasy land when you said bourbon. <laughs> I wanted to suggest bourbon for y'all, but I wasn't for sure if you no, wanted to grow no, hand uh, like that. But no, I'm scared we, if I drink alcohol, I'll die. So I'm, I just. Yeah, we can't have that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then don't even drink the, eat the bourbon chicken. Yeah, you had to be careful. So that's why the wife bought me bourbon. She tried to get the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she what? just came back. I should have told this was all gonna be coming. Now look, if I die, she's gonna look y'all up. She's gonna ask y'all. Uh uh-uh. no, I don't no. know nothing about this. What she gonna uh, ask y'all, like, look, can any of y'all drive? You know, Constance is the driver, right? I hard no. That's a hard yeah. no. She's gonna ask I'm far drive. away. I'm far away. Well whoever the driver is, she's gonna have you drive her to the mall and she's gonna like Look, I got his insurance money. I'll buy you something to drive him to the mall. Oh, no. I don't want to be affiliated. I don't want to be no. a part of that. Yeah, no. That's I'm okay. No. <laughs> I'm good. Well, before we become an accomplice to a murder, <laughs> right. um, listeners, um, the, ver- the voice you've heard is Mr. Shayro or Roche by uh, government name. I love it when you call me well, Shayro. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, there is no al- 
There is no alcohol in what I'm drinking, by the way. So what this are is you me. drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, what cranberry juice? Sparkling wine. One of them is cranberry. And the white sparkling cranberry. cranberry and zero sugar ginger ale. Well, as I was saying, the voice you've heard is Mr. Roche, and he is a fellow podcaster, a long-term, long-term supporter of the Unestablished Podcast, and he is also the winner of the Toastmasters International District 14 Humorous Speech Contest. Um, hey. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> yes, child. Yes, and since, uh, what, in the last four months he's been rocking with us pretty heavy connected with us on instagram he was like i want to be on your show we were like okay okay cool <laughs> and here we are i think it happened because <laughs> i started following my former boss on instagram and one of the people that popped up was jerry dan I'm like why does that name sound familiar i knew the first name but he, he spelled i guess he spells it the way it should be i was spelling his name different and i went and clicked and then I kept getting something from Dr. Davis. And sure for you, Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis? Sure, you call me Jawanda's fine, Dr. Davis, whatever. I went to HBCU. He walked in class and said, Miss Davis, they will correct you quick, doctor. You can get in serious <laughs> trouble. So I think your profile kept popping up. And I kept saying, okay, doctor, let me see what she's about. And I saw the pictures. You look like someone I knew. And then I finally heard your voice. I'm like, she sounds like this lady who just happens to actually, actually be a Zeta. I don't know what her real name is. Then Unestablished kept popping up too. I'm like, this mm. doesn't cater to me. This is three ladies. They're in their thirties. Good grief. When they were born, I was already an alcoholic. I mean, in college and <laughs> established. Whatever. I'm like, these ladies, by the way, I'm 50. I turned 50 on 9-11, by the way. And I kept looking like, I'm oh, not interested in this podcast. Because okay. I was looking at starting my own podcast and I had heard Jared, because I used to work with Jared, if you consider that work, and it kept popping up. I'm like, I don't know. No. And I said, let me see. And for some reason, I didn't know I was following the other two. I was following following CB Pearl and Monique. Well, I, as much <laughs> as I'm on your profile, eloquently Mo, yes. Yeah. And I saw you had a cleaning service. I'm like, okay. Then I saw Dr. Davis was a Zeta, my former best friend. When we went to, she went to a different college than me, but she played Zeta. And she's like six one, six two. We went to the prom together. We have been best friends since we were twelve years old. You know, a guy and a girl, excuse me, best friends. But we were best friends. So he's a former best friend now. Mm-hmm. Not it's something else. And I said, "Oh, she was Zeta." That intrigued me because I, I like Zetas. And one of my best friends, he's a Sigma. I was trying to be an Alpha in college, uh, but I wasn't good enough. My roommate made it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and my other roommate oh. made, he made Sigma. So I, that intrigued me. And I started seeing the other two. And I'm like, wait a minute. I started tying two and five together. And then I said, wait a minute, let me carry the one. And one thing, <laughs> I, you know, I had to take it twice in college. I knew, you know how to almost you count. Said, I've been at Allen's all the years. Wait a minute, all three Six of the ladies are unestablished. I said, I wonder if all of them are Zetas. And I started, you know, be in the country, as they say, I was being nosy. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked at all y'all's profile. I'm like, oh. They're best friends, and they have an unestablished podcast. I just started listening. I'm like, okay, they are funny. And then something came in with the wine and with wine. I'm like, what in the hell is that? (laughs) 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 That's kind of smooth. 
and it, it did not hit me until I listened to like maybe five, ten episodes that was one of you and that you're singing the song. And like sometimes you say women and sometimes you say female dog. Uh, and it. It's depending on how the mood is. You know, I tried right. to go back to, I tried to say, tell me girls what's on your mind because I felt like bitches is a little too strong after a while. Okay, well, full confessional here. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm 50, so I'm on that Generation X. This is the generation where it was an offense to call women a bitch, and then they started loving to call each other a bitch. I guess I can't curse them here. Nobody I know is going to see this. They always tell me they don't like podcasts, but uh, <laughs> now it's an affectionate tone, and for some reason, I, Mr. Deacon Child, Deacon and Deaconess Child, mm. is kind of intrigued when I hear women use profanity, and you all have no filter. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> this say, is you know, not you can the... as much as you want to on here because I surely will. Yeah, yeah I have this one is not show. Not the podcast for filter. Well, I had to give a filter for one of my shows. You know, I got to talk about Donald Trump and the guns. I, I just get this filter oh, like I, I hear these other podcasts. It's like, look, shit. if you are offended by cuss words, you may want to skip this episode. So I had to do that on one because I let a few f bombs drop and I talk about Trump. I have invited Trump onto my podcast. He is still invited to present all of his evidence of showing, you know, the falsities and voting and stuff. But he was invited. I'll let you know if that happened. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I started following you all, and I started listening. And I said, like, you know what? Let me go all the way back. And I went all the way back and listened to your very first episode and caught up. So while I'm out feeding the hungry, you all are, like, one of my – you are my favorite. I have to say you're my second favorite because I work with this other podcaster, Monica's Voice. I've been a guest on her show, and I help her with her show. So I'm supposed to say um, she is my favorite, but she now started listening to you all. She's the only person I actually told which podcast I would actually come on. She's like, oh, great. She's just so happy. I'm like, okay, we don't get excited about stuff that actually happens. Okay, so. (laughs) I ain't had nothing back from them yet. So let's just see what happens. And she listens to you all too every now and then. She has a few episodes out. I'm trying to get her to get some more out. And like, what I'm feeling. Who is she? Her, her name is Monica. She does Monica's Voice uh, podcast, and it's on it's on Anchor. I know. I keep trying to get her to release on Apple and everything else. Oh. I'm going to eventually get her, but she's actually in Mississippi. She's been a guest on my podcast. Uh, we talked about the Will Smith thing, and Chris. Oh, well, boy. I'm Team Will Smith, by the way. Mm. <laughs> Are you now? Oh yeah, I, I heard y'all what y'all were saying about that, and y'all gave your nice woman's analysis of it. If I get shot, I deserve it. Y'all gave a great analysis of it. Shot. And everything, you know. But when you're defending yeah. a person, your family, that's not violent. You know, it's it's a thing, you know. Yeah, but he was laughing at it before he jumped to defending. Okay. So Okay, let's not get into this because I can't. Yeah, that, that could be a whole conversation. Because I, 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 I married crazy. somebody that would laugh at something before they do something. Mm-hmm. They will um, say, they will laugh, say something smart. Or that would make you question what they said, laugh, and keep walking. So, are we uh, let's get into why we're here today, okay? Because well, yes. <laughs> he's going to turn this into a whole different go. podcast. Let's Let me say that. this one point. I think it was staged, first of all. And the reason he was laughing, the reason Jada looked at him, she knew what, that it was staged. She was going like, uh, dude, you supposed to be up on stage slapping him because we need this notoriety so my show can get picked up some more and you can get a lot more money for your roles. That's why she was looking at him. She wasn't looking at him because mm-hmm. she was disappointed. She was looking at him. You're supposed to be on the stage now because it was staged. Okay, How is it staged when he lost his whole award after this? He, he, he won the, the award, but he lost award. a lot of his other like 
like he's movies. He's always and been stuff. wholesome. That's what? this would have done nothing for him. Yeah. His Watch whole platform, happens. his entire career, both musically and otherwise, has been him being wholesome. Yes. So him jumping on stage and slapping the dog shit out of somebody <laughs> was not about to get him anything. Neither Jada either. Like not the dog shit. The dog person. shit. The piss out of him. <laughs> wow. Like I felt it. It hurt my feelings. Watch the next movie that comes out. See how Chris Rock tickets went up the next day. The next movie that Will Smith come everybody going to see it. But that's because that's because, like you say, how the country folks say they're nosy. So they the ticket sales went up because they were nosy. And I mean, if you, I read Will Smith's book, so a lot of his actions and what he did, you can tell why and how when you when you read his book. So let's move on. We are here today because. Um, we want to talk with Cheryl about becoming reestablished as an adult. So can you give like a little bit of your background of how you became established, unestablished, and you're on this journey of becoming reestablished? So I wouldn't totally say I was established, but I was I was getting there. As you know, I did work with Jerry at this company called Comcast. So I worked for Comcast for exactly 11 years. And the reason I say exactly, January 7th was my anniversary date. I don't know if people were planning a <laughs> celebration for me. I was going to be there. That was my 11 year anniversary. I've been here in Georgia with Comcast for since 2011. So this was tw- 2019, January 7th, 2019. If you can count, you do the math. I don't know. <clears throat> my boss had given me a special project the Thursday or Friday prior and wanted to make sure I had it done by that Monday. So when I get to work, my usual signing time is about 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I get in my office. I'm setting up, you know, to start my day off, do everything. He comes in. He, he's like, hey, come on over to HR for a minute, which is nothing. HR's office is next to mine. I'm in there all the time because a lot of times I have to investigate people. I was the workforce manager for the business service department in Comcast. Nothing strange. I get in there, and I'm sitting down, and all of a sudden I see paperwork, and it says separation stuff. I'm like, so you got to separate. And I happen to see they spelled my name correctly. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, uh, what's going on here? So they tell me, due to budget cuts, which, by the way, my boss, the guy that called me over, he does the budget for the center. Budget cuts, realignment, my position has been eliminated. I'm like, okay. Normally when this happens, they let you find another job within the company or try to find out. They tell you. I'm like, okay, so what, I need to find something somewhere else, or what, how long do I have? Mm-hmm. I'm like, today, buddy. Oh, wow. God damn. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Mind you, the budget is made in June, July, six months prior to January, and it's made by my boss. He knew this basically six months prior. He knew we were actually, we had just bought a new car, another new car. He knew we were moving to a place, whatever. He knew all this. All the time that he knew I was spending money, getting ready to take the family on a vacation that year to uh, Universal Studios because Comcast owned it, so Comcast employees get to go in free. Hmm. So if you're, if you're still wow. dating out there, date a Comcast where They come with free cable, internet, and tickets to Universal Studios. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, he knew this all along. I had an impeccable record at Comcast. No write-ups, nothing. Wonderful career. I I was working a job I love. 
some people state like I hate Monday mornings. Oh, I love going on Monday mornings. You know, I'm thankful for this job. I had an office. I was on the tenth floor of a building. I'm scared of heights, and I would look out the window all the time. I could work between different things or whatever. I worked my way up to this because this is my eleventh year with Comcast, and I was planning to be there another eleven to fourteen years to be there twenty five years. So I was loving the company I was at, and blindsided. I I pretty much knew it was time to be moving. Any position I held with Comcast, I usually stayed there three and a half years. I started out at Comcast in Madison, Mississippi. Comcast came to Mississippi, started there as a workforce management analyst, moved up to a workforce management analyst three when I moved to Atlanta and met people like Jared Dam and a lot of other people. Jared's a good guy, by the way. <laughs> met him and people other people stayed in that position about three and a half years a little things happening there with me and some other people so when this opportunity came to get out i didn't get the pay i should have been getting and i did try to negotiate to get higher and they kept coming back with nothing i'm like i gotta get out of this place and i took their position gave me a managerial position and it started as a team of me myself and i my team usually workforce has about maybe five ten people on it i was everything by myself until i was able to hire some people later on and here I was in this position now about four and a half years, I, I believe, about four and a half years, which was longer than any other position. So I had started applying for other positions within Comcast. And I asked on the way out, so about these other positions, because I was getting good feedback that I might get one of these positions. What about these positions I've already applied for? Well, I'm, am I still open? Like, oh, no, you're considered um, outsider now. Oh. I'm not sure that that's the term. I'll have to reapply. Yeah, reapplied, didn't really hear back from a lot of things, whatever. But I was, I have to tell you, I was scared because I didn't know what, how, where, or whatever. I'm one of those men that actually try to take care of their families. You know, I'm not one of, I'm not the best, but I actually try to do good. And my family depends on my income a lot. But they did give me a severance package. They advised I speak with an attorney. And I had to make a decision on the severance package by a certain date. So I had to have it back to them by a certain date. I did speak to an attorney. <clears throat> so happens this attorney was uh, pretty good with labor laws. And, you know, he told me, like, yeah, at least they did give you something. And he figured out, like, yeah, they actually gave you more severance than you should have received. Because, again, I was questioning. Because, again, this was on the date of my 11-year anniversary. Or at least I was thinking tomorrow, the next day was my 11-year anniversary. But... It was actually that day when you go back and look at the record because Comcast schedule starts on a Sunday, but I started on a Monday when I first started. So they actually hired me on the 7th, and I actually started work on the 8th. So I'm like, uh, did I get for 11 years severance? And the HR lady's like, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I calculated for 11 years. That's the day's my anniversary. Talked to the attorney, and he basically like, this is how these cases work. You're not going to win a lot, a lot of money. Most of the time, the jury decides, like, okay, you were making X number of dollars. They might double that or triple that. It's very unlikely that you will get your job back. Although I do know of an example where someone in Comcast actually did get their job back when they went to the labor review board. Comcast had fired them wrongly. They got their job back, and they got paid back. His only thing was, you can do this. It may take six months or a year before any part of your case is before judge. This is my fee, blah, 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 blah. So I had my service package. I was going to get my bonus. They did still let me get my bonus, thankfully, because I had earned that. And I had already taken money out of my 401k 
again, as I stated, we were in the process, we had gotten a second vehicle back in October. So I'd already taken a loan out of my 401k. And if I were to, was to dispute it, I would not get my severance package. And they make you sign this agreement that you know, if you take this severance package, you can't talk bad about Comcast for a severance loan. You can't do this. And I waited. And I'm like, my family can't go six months without eating. So I, I decided to take the severance package, which I was getting interviews. I got laid off on a Monday. I took that Tuesday off. By Wednesday, Thursday, I was submitting resumes everywhere. I was getting hits, getting callbacks or reaching out to me like, hey, we would like to talk to you. So I'm thinking, I'm not going to be out of a job long. I'm like, I can get the severance package plus my new pay for a few months. I'm thinking, good deal. So I accept interviews. I'm going on LinkedIn. I hit I kind of hit a few people up because I'm kind of skeptical about hitting some people up because some people, if they do something for you, you owe them, and right. you owe them for life. Right. And, you know, they're like, you have to be loyal. My thing about loyalty, I'm loyal to me. I'm not loyal to anybody else. I'm loyal to me. And when I'm loyal to me, that takes care of everybody else that I'm supposed to take care of, and I'm only responsible for two people. So anybody else, whatever, however. So <clears throat> I'm going to the interviews. Or This is before pandemic. This is 2019, pre-pandemic. First interview probably is on the phone. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when they saw that name, Rose Shady, probably thought it was a girl's name. The spelling for a girl is different. We'll get that later. And I'm sure when they get this deep voice guy on the phone, hello, like, how do you pronounce it? And I go through that and we go through the room. Okay, I love what you do. You actually know what you're doing. You've been in workforce a while. Okay. I'd like to call you in for another interview. Okay, great. Get called in for an in person interview that was actually virtual. One company. I'm interviewing with people in California, even though I went to their office in Kennesaw, Georgia, out here. And we're interviewing. Everything's good. I know some people at that company, and I know they have said some things about me or whatever. I don't know what good or bad at the moment. I get called in for a few more interviews. I get a lot more interviews. And we keep getting interviewed. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be okay. And then just I wouldn't hear anything. And we're, we've gone now to where the service package has run out. I'm starting to get my unemployment. Unemployment. They paid me one week less than what I made in one day working at Comcast. Oh, wow. What the hell? Um, I did have my OnlyFans going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think OnlyFans was around then. But I, was, uh, I wasn't feeding the hunger. I was actually delivering people at the time. So I would be out as long as I could until they kicked me off. Then I started with the other app. I had two apps going at the same time, delivering people. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing what I had to do because I'm one of those people. One thing is you can't give up. And mm-hmm. my my motto, my right. slogan is using your situation as motivation. I was in a bad situation, but that didn't mean I was just going to sit there and thumb around. I, I just never understood that when someone loses a job and they just sit there and do nothing. Or the man or whatever, the, the guy with the penis, however you want to say it, He's gets in this depressed mode, and the lady, the lady, the person without the penis, is out there working hard or whatever, and you sitting on the couch every day kind of thing. Am I talking about people now? Yeah. So what? If it's you, it's you. So I'm doing that, you know, to do what I can do to make sure I'm keeping money. Because we just moved, we just moved into a new place, and those people want their monies. Facts. Uh, these people that I support, they got this little habit. They like to eat, and yeah. I'm a. <laughs> No. I like to eat. That's okay. my favorite thing to do is to eat. 
<laughs> oh, let me interject this. <laughs> the day I got laid off, I called my wife. I told her what had happened. You know, it's like she started like, "Oh, happy working at a restaurant." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after I told her what happened, <laughs> she's like, "Can you send me some money?" Whoa! <laughs> like, did she Excuse not me? just hear me say? And I promise you, her and my son, they have not stopped on their level of what they may want or ask for just because daddy was laid off. And speaking of Will Smith, my son had a project recently on the movie uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. And I told my son, I saw that movie when I first moved to Georgia. When I first moved to Georgia, I was out here by myself. Then I eventually had my son out here when I got an apartment. And I always thought about that movie because I learned about the train system here in Atlanta and all the different transportation methods, and they stopped running at 1 a.m. The train Will Smith and his son was on, it ran like 24 hours, and that's how they slept when I slept on the train. And I kept okay. thinking about, like, oh, Lord, please don't let me get in that situation with my son. So I asked my son, that movie has always rung with me. What do you think would have happened if you and I would have been in that situation? And he just looked at me with no doubt whatsoever, the most confident I've ever seen was like, hey, Daddy, you would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. My son has said a lot of things to me in my life. That is the most touching thing he has ever said to me. He has always had confidence in me that I'm gonna figure it out. And we've been between places, different places. We had to, when I first came out, I was in an extended state. We were between places. At one point, we were in an extended state. Or whatever. My son just always knew. Dad is going to figure this thing out. And I kept applying for positions. People are mad at me. They kept sending me this one position. And they're like, why are you not applying for it? And I go and apply. And they're like, you've already applied for this position. Then they would send me the lady on LinkedIn. She was reaching out to people. I need someone that's a workforce manager that has experience in workforce. Everybody was sending me this. They're like, this is for you, dude. And I looked at it. Like, I've already talked to this recruiter. I've interviewed with her. I'm waiting for her to call me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet she's on uh, LinkedIn begging for someone with, she's begging for me. Everything she's listing is everything I have done, everything I can do. I built it. I built the entire department twice at Comcast now. Once when I was in Mississippi, we first started at Comcast. My buddy, we came from Skytail and we basically built that department. When I became manager of the BSC of the state, it was a department of me, myself, and I, I built that entire department by myself and the Lord. And <laughs> so I, anything that she was asking for, it was me. And I'm trying to tell people, right. look, I've already interviewed with this lady. Like, no, just apply. This is a different position. Every time I apply, it keeps telling me, you've already applied. So I'm like, okay. Hmm. So here we are, September of 2019. I'm still not employed, gainfully. I realize I'm turning 48. I, I promise you, my age never, I never thought about my age until my birthday that year. And just so happened that August, just a month prior, the car I had, which is a nice car I bought brand new off of the floor, it broke down while I was Ubering. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to get it fixed. I was out delivering people to get the payment for this month, which I've been keeping up so far. I call the people, look, it broke down. I can't afford to get it fixed. Come get it. It sat in the parking lot for about two months before they actually finally came and got it. 
Mm. I just happened to come in one morning and happened to see it wasn't in the spot. I'm like, well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so Goodness. now we're down to that one vehicle that we just got, you know, back here in October. We just got that. Now I got to use this vehicle to just put a bunch of miles on the on that car, which it was not my ever my intention. And unemployment has run out. I'm here waiting for my unemployment to hit one day because I was going to go get a rental car to do my delivery and stuff in. The unemployment didn't hit. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And I get there. They tell me I have to come in. I go in. Like, yes, your unemployment ran out. I'm like, no. Y'all told us we were going to get X number of weeks. Hey, we haven't had that since Obama. Wow. I'm like, no, Damn. y'all told us we were going to get X That's it. And I punch you. That, because I was fit. Look, when someone tells me this is such a date, I be in my head figuring it out. Like, this is when it's going in. I got to do this by this. They told me. So I wouldn't have had that number in my head unless they told us that. But can they be held accountable for that? No. No. So, again, I'm out there and I'm still doing Then I realized this term, ghosting. Y'all know what ghosting is? Oh, yes. 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 In the dating world, we sure do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it happens in the employment world, apparently. And it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been ghosted in the dating world as well. <laughs> You know, I'm I am not a good looking guy, so you can think I've been ghosted a bunch of times. Thankfully, my my wife, I guess she thought I was gonna make a lot of money at some one point. But (laughs) my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But and there's nothing wrong with saying you're good, uh, not a good looking guy. I I give a speech on confidence, and that friend of mine that I told you was a Zeta. You cannot tell her that she don't look good. This is before she was a Zeta. It ain't no way in the world you can tell her she don't look good. But as we were kids, she's like, look here. You like girls. I sure do. Okay. But you don't think girls don't like you because you think you don't look good. I was like, yeah, that's a fact. I've been told to my face I'm an ugly guy. It's like, well, you know, you have to first believe in yourself. You have to believe that you look good. So now it's the thing. I might be ugly, but I look good. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can tell him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As he rubs his feet. <laughs> Hashtag yes. confidence. So that was the first person that built confidence in me. And like I said, we've been best. We were best friends since we were twelve years old. She's she's about six one six two. She's always been taller than me. Even went to prom. She wore not necessarily flat, but the little small heel shoes, not to look taller than me. I'm like the kitten heels. I, I'm a man. I don't know what they are. She had a shoe on. <laughs> I was really waiting to see too. He's probably like, I don't know what that is. She had a shoe on with a knob on it. I don't know. Knob, yes. damn, knob. that's not like a, a bowling ball. Yeah. I mean, a little um, it, you know, she a said, ball you have on the on the chair. Socket, I don't know. It was a shoe. It, it, the shoe was red. How about that? It was red. Her dress was red, and that's, the shoe the was red. The color don't make that no better. You said a knob. <laughs> God damn, it must have been disappointing. It was whatever, but you know, she still disappointing. Six, She's still six one, six two. I'm five ten. So <laughs> it's still, you know, she's like, I thought I may feel awkward or whatever because she was taller. I'm like, uh, hell no. We've been knowing each other since we were twelve, and it's always been your tall ass, my almost short ass. So whatever. Uh, we down for whatever, whatever, however it go. But that's what we do. Would you say that confidence helps? Is well, would you say that confidence is the number one thing when you're trying to be established? Or reestablish yourself. Confidence after. is everything. Because when I talk to my clients, it's not about what you know; it's about how confident you display yourself. If so, my I have these things we call friants. Y'all know what friants are? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm, I don't. Friend clients that you're not going to get paid even after you've established your LLC. Oh. Okay. So I have this client, but she's actually a good client. She's a very good friend of mine. She's a PhD. She was one of my very first people I helped with a job interview. We worked very hard on that question. Tell me something about yourself. And we worked on that more than anything. After her first interview, she was interviewing for a principal at the time. And the guy told her, you know, you're the only person to answer that question. Tell us about yourself. After that question, we had already decided that you were our, our choice. Hmm. Like we had to ask Damn. you the other questions, you know, to comply that. You answered that question so eloquently and you actually gave a real answer. And the way you gave that answer, you were so confident in yourself. We already decided you was our, our choice. When wow. she gets this superintendent position, I can name her name and claim her as my client and monetize that, whatever, however, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I got ghosted. And the reason I found out that I read an article about employers that ghost as well as employees. Because I know sometimes Comcast is the thing where they would not activate a person until they actually showed up the first day because with people interviewing, they're also interviewing for other positions, and sometimes they may take the one that offers the most money. We've had people that start one day and leave the next. So ghosting is a thing both ways. Mm. I didn't know about it until I read the article. And the thing the article said is it's harder for black males over 40 to get back into corporate America or call center corporate America than it is for black females. I didn't know this because, again, I was getting interviews left and right. And I'm just thinking right. one's going to happen. And I that hit me. I was like, wow. Like, I may be stuck right here. But I kept going. I finally got a good call back in December. And it, the reason I did that, I was trying to apply for a Home Depot. I was trying to do workforce in Home Depot. And I had gotten several interviews with Home Depot and thought it was going to happen. Then last minute, call. we ended up going with an internal candidate. One of my passengers one night, he worked for Home Depot. He was telling me he actually worked in the corporate office. And he told me, this is what you need to do. Go get a job in the store because Home Depot loves to promote from within. And it doesn't matter if you're the better qualified candidate. If they have a person that all they know how to do is cut lumber and they apply for this position, they really want it. They would give it to the internal person before they give it to you because that internal person wanted it real bad. I'm like, oh, okay. So I applied for a storage in the store. Got a job at Home Depot in the store. This was December 2019, started January of 2020, right before the pandemic. So this is a whole year that I'm basically out of call center corporate work or corporate job, whatever. I'm I'm depending on my OnlyFans money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna start an OnlyFans. I'm gonna show my neighbor. Oh god! Instead of showing feet, I'm gonna gonna show his belly button. Is that a fetish? Is that a thing? I'm going to make it one. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you better get off my fucking mic, Jero. You better get the fuck off my, you better I, get off my line, bro. <laughs> if I'm confident of showing my belly button, we're going to make it a fetish. Before there was a feet fetish, there wasn't one, but somebody got out there and said, let me take a somebody picture. Go, somebody had to go like it. Somebody had to go put money on your books. Damn it. Well, you know what? I could take a picture of my goatee. What are they going to do? Fit- I don't know. I'm going to take a picture they, of my goatee. What are they going to do? They want to see the belly button filled with different liquids and solids. And they might just want to put a spanger in it. Good idea. Swirl it around. Oh, you can put some, some whipped cream Remember in there. Remember on y'all's live, I said we're going to get the little credit card machine and put it on our leg and play podcasts for, to get our trademark money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Still idea. need that donation. I'm going to post some Alice Speaking in. of donations, Listen. let's go to a break. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ciao.
If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. The navel. I want to know. That's a good question. It's going to have to be like solids or semi-solids going up in there. Yeah, you want to put a jelly shot in the navel? Yeah, because, uh, you know, if you lay down, they ain't going to be able to see it. Unless, unless your you wife will be a part of it and she's going to take a shot out of it. Right. Oh. oh. Well, you, you ain't never seen that? And then people like at bars and they just like put oh, a yeah. shot on it and they just go. I've seen the, like the, the lady, she's naked in a case and she has all the little orange things and the fruit all over her body. And these people are eating food off her body. I'm like, oh, ooh, wait. Oh, that's what could do that. Oh, wouldn't yeah, that be porn like, though? That was a on um, you, a couple, Sex yeah, in the City, the movie. You remember when she made the sushi? Yes, when Samantha put all that sushi on her body for her <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, I remember Day. that. And that motherfucker never came home. She was so mad. Somebody and rolled that. it too. Well, somebody's done that in real life too. So they got that idea for somebody. But the, I'm oh, like, yeah. you don't know what that woman got, and you got that orange slice from between her vulva. <laughs> I know Dr. Davis know what a vulva is. I'm hoping the rest oh of you God. do, too. We all know what a vulva is, sir. Okay. We all have them. But okay. You don't? Wait. It, it's the eye for me. I said we all you have a vulva, so we know what that is. I'm just scratching my hands there. Like, we all know what a vulva is, even not the doctor, since we all have them I'm trying in our to, anatomy. I'm trying to be anatomically correct. Because I met one of my followers, you. and she is very, she is out there. And I like I have to be conservative because my audience doesn't know me as you know Shayro how I really am. So I have to be. Why are you look? Why, why are you looking at me in that tone of voice, Monique? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I haven't said anything, but my face is saying a whole lot. <laughs> if you learn anything about me, that. my face. There, I'm stealing that shit right there. I'm my stealing face that. Will say a lot. He, he said, why are you looking at me in that tone of voice? Well, I got, I got that from my swim teacher in college. When you be looking, like, why are you looking at me in that tone of voice? Bro. And she I'm was Because I want to know why you can't live your truth. Right. That's a part of being why established. You? Be you. Why the hell I was don't online to be a deacon one time, so, you know, I can't be. Oh, online? Oh. Okay. What? What you call it? What the trial? Oh, that was back in Mississippi. That was like 10 years ago. And I told him, okay. I, I don't want to be a deacon. First of all, sir, that was a decade you didn't want yes, it, and that is right. past fucking tense. You said what? That's was. not who you are now. No, Look, I can what? get ratchet when y'all doing that. So up why don't you? Ratchet. You can be ratchet you know, and your righteous. Would be happy about that. You can do both. Yeah, I can get ratchet. I try to be the sophisticated person, uh, distinguished. Again, it's it's like this. When you look like me, you got to either be very smart or very funny. No, honey, I failed a few classes. <laughs> God, I mean, Bill's character. I have too. I have as well, and I have a doctorate <laughs> degree. Okay, like, and I definitely left a science class hyperventilating on the side of the curve, calling my mama. So there's that. You know, I took a vacation. I had a class at seven a.m. in the morning. 
I, when I came back three years later, like, do you need to re-register? And I missed my major at the time was history before I changed to political science. I was sleeping through the history class. When I came back, I'm my professor is the chair of the history department. And he just looked at me like, you ain't going to make it, son. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a 1.8 GPA that semester. I thought my dad was going to kill me. Maybe he didn't understand what 1.8 meant. I know my mama, she read, she opened it, and she told my dad. And he just looked at me, and he looked away, walked away. And I'm like, "Yeah, Lord, yeah. that's a new one. <laughs> right. He's never done that before. Am I about to die? <laughs> oh, he, but I had redemption. The next semester, well, I can't say this out loud, but I partied more than I ever partied. I drank more than I had ever drank in my life. I made dean's list. My dad Balance. saw my grades and like, I should take you out to dinner, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. She, she didn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I ended up losing most of my scholarship. Everything had to get, you know, loans or whatever to finish. Proud to say I am the first actual college graduate of my family. I uh, have a cousin yes. in college. I want to say she was like a week out It only took me mm. like 6.89 years. Okay. It's all right. Okay. But, okay. but, but you, I started, got you got it. I started in 90. I finished in December of 95, but they didn't have a uh, midterm graduation. You have to wait until May to actually march. So on my mm-hmm. diploma, or not diploma, degree, it says 96, although I really actually finished in 95. So before the break, I guess we were talking about that ghosting thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> how out. did the companies uh ghost you like they would well, just wouldn't re- respond back to you as far as well, like for your i had interviewed four or five times yeah you know, when you get called back for a fourth interview you know like they like you they really like you yeah you get called back for a fifth it's basically the, for you to meet the people for them to say like you are the one we right. want to offer you x number of dollars and i figured after a while i would hear from that company like hey we've been trying to reach you we made a mistake we would like to offer you more than what you originally asked for, and here's a position you can start. Nice dream, but it didn't happen. But, you know, after so long, you think, like, okay, I've been waiting to hear back from this place, and then eventually you try to make contact with them. You hear nothing. And some of these people, you have their personal work cell phone number. You call them, you text mm-hmm. them. Nothing. And I figured that this had a lot to do with it, first of all. It was not this gray at that time, but I have colored this once before I had an interview one, one time and I did put the get the gist from the end color it dark we get it <laughs> I did get feedback from somebody but the thing is they got me mixed up with somebody they worked at Comcast at the same time we did but now they were working at a different company and I got feedback one person said I sound I came off as arrogant the other person said I came off as nervous those are things that are two, at two different ends of the spectrum mm, yeah, and right. I'm working with a few coaches like you can't be both you got to be either, right. either one or the other but they thought i was the person that always used to go to sleep at night because i worked overnight and i i kept trying to explain you know, no you got me mixed up with the other person they're black another person's black i'm black hmm. figure it out so you don't even know who you're talking to and you're trusted to employ people see that's that shit i understand there's human error around here but bitch you need to know Prepare for the fucking interview, <laughs> motherfucker. The people who are interviewing are preparing. You need to prepare for who are you talking to. He was waiting for that the whole time. I was. Like, what the whole fuck? episode. I'm just, <laughs> what I'm just the... waiting to get served by Constance. Bruh. But I no, see not how you, it happened. The people who, uh, the, who were your interviewers, but what the fuck? Yeah. 
as a manager who's interviewed people before, like I, there was this one guy who was a great candidate for the position that we were trying to fill. It was in property management, but he, they, we ended up not hiring him. And we called him in for like three or four interviews. Damn. So I can only imagine like how excited he probably thought and reassured he was. But it was like every time we brought him in, we kept getting a different vibe. And so I had different people mm-hmm. meeting with him during the interviews. And it really wasn't my choice to have him come in that many times, but we really were considering him. So um, I guess the whole ghosting thing was So did you at least call him afterwards in. and be like, okay, we went with somebody else? Oh, no, I left the company, I think, before that was concluded. Oh. So, What company was that? It may have been somebody I interviewed for. And you ghosted <laughs> I don't know, I don't. We're not listing any names here. No. <laughs> Maybe I used a different no, name. No, this was in Maryland. <clears throat> My sister's no, it was a younger guy. I was younger once. First of all, I can't. Well, <laughs> he was After younger than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was younger than me at the time, and this was 2018. So, Okay, let's bring it back. All right. Now, listen, after all of that, after all of that, okay, how did you continue to maneuver to become reestablished after all that nonsense? Well, I had been in Toastmasters before. I, I was not involved with Toastmasters at the time, but I remembered about how Toastmasters build your confidence. And I kept telling myself, you know how to interview. You have coached other people to getting jobs. You know what to say. You know what to do. So I had to talk to myself, and I said, self? Yes. Self say, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. You know better. Like, I don't want to. So I had to keep talking to myself, and then I kept getting myself mixed up with myself. And finally, myself just said, look, you need to establish confidence, first of all, in yourself. You need to go in there knowing, not cocky, but I'm not, and that's a bad thing in the black community. We get confidence mixed up with cocky and arrogance. But you need to go in there and know who you are. And know what you know how to do. And you need to exemplify that. Give examples that you know how to do this. Keen in on that thing where you have basically built two departments with using this software that they are using. You know what you're doing and you know how to train other people. I made, excuse me, made sure they knew that I have trained people that never knew how to do workforce, never did it before in their life. Train them. One is now a manager at another company somewhere. Another one, she is considered the Excel queen. If people have a question about how to do Excel, they come to her. And if she has a question about something, she comes to me. And I need to make sure they know that very well, that I know my stuff. And a lot of interviews, as before, it always came back, you do know your stuff. You're pretty good. And we're going to decide. Finally, this company, um, I did get on with with Home Home Depot. I finally... Interview with AT and T. I got back in touch with a friend of mine that I knew worked at AT and T, and I just asked him would they make refer me for AT and T. They referred me. I applied for a position in the next few weeks. I got a call back. I got hired, but this was on the phone. But it, I could get back into workforce if I wanted to from this position. But it was back in the call center corporate world. But they were offering a check and they were offering benefits after ninety days, and then you had to wait hundred and twenty days before you could add your spouse and kid. Whatever. Mm. <clears throat> but I will say this, and I'll say the name. I hated AT and T. I love the checks. Mm. I hated AT and T. 
they not only treated me bad as an employee, but they treated me bad as a customer. They stole money from me. They didn't want to return it. Nobody in the, they told me no one in the building could go in my account to return my money. They stole my 400 and something dollars trying to get a phone. Uh, they kept going around. And finally, I sent an email and I copied the director of the place on the email. So, you know, now I'm considered a troublemaker. <laughs> Whatever. I think my money got back the next day because I'm pretty sure he sent me that. Which I'll take care of this because this little, this little numerator is bothering me now. Um, AT&T kept going on. I kept getting interviews. This wonderful thing called LinkedIn. Oh, again, a lot of people were sending me interviews. Somebody sent me uh, for a position. They're like, hey, have you considered this? Or I'm looking for someone in your background. I'm like, sure. Hey, let's set up an interview. Set up an interview. Everything went well. Another interview. Everything went well. Everything went well. Everything went well. Final interview, the guy gets on there and he's like, I'm not really sure why I'm interviewing you. And they had just sent me an offer letter oh, before I interviewed what? with this guy. An offer letter. And the offer letter was, they had told me how much the position was, was going to offer, which was less than what I was making at Comcast, but it was considerable. And they told me there are bonuses. So I'm like, of course I would consider this. And they said, you know, we usually make people wait a year before they can apply for another position. But, you know, if you're good here, we might make an exception to the rule. I was like, okay. And so the final guys interviewing me like, I'm really not sure why I'm interviewing you because they just told well, never mind. How are you today? And he went through the interview and it's, they sent a it's empty offer letter. And again, the offer was more than what they originally told me the position was for. And it was more than what I was going to counter offer for, even though it still was not at the level what I was getting before. So I hit up my former boss, which you know was the liaison between Jared and I, and I asked her, like, hey. They offer because I had to use them as my reference to my former bosses at Comcast in Madison. I used them as my references, and they were rebuilding me in Excel how to do everything. Should I just take the offer? Should I count off because they're offering me more than what I was going to count off with or what I was going to accept? So I'm like that happened. Take it. You've been out of work for over a year, or you had been had a good job this in a year. Take it. Okay, so I took it, and I have it, and I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the main thing you have to realize is you don't give up right you, you never give up you have to use your situation as motivation Whining with wine, tell me your grievances. Whining with wine, hold what is on your mind. Tell us what's on your mind. Right. Who's going first? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. She took the mic Maybe. off the stand. Okay. Yeah, she said press the goddamn button. I'm out here. I'm, I got it. I'm, I want to say. <sighs> well, who want to go first? Do I I'll guess? Go first. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, I'm only going to say this because I went through uh, TSA when I had to come back home. Y'all, listen, personal space. I, I need for, I mean, this was even before the panty, before the Ponderosa, before the Panera Bread. The concept of personal space just needs to be adhered to at all times. Just back yes. the fuck up, okay. please. Right. I don't care where you are. I don't care if we're at the grocery store. I don't care if we're in the line to get on a plane. Back the fuck up. Okay. If I, if you were so close to me that if you were on the phone and whispering to the person, and I can hear your conversation as well as the person on the phone, you're too damn close. I feel the breath on the neck, honey. If I can hear you breathing, back the fuck up. Whether you're a child or a grown ass man or a woman, please, just you know, it doesn't have to be six feet, but goddamn, give me at least four, please. 
That's all. That's all I got for that. Mm-hmm. I just need people to yeah. understand personal space. I like personal space. Okay. Personal space is good. Remember that wine I did where the lady had touched me at the um, festival? Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, it's monkey pop for you. Well, I think I should piggyback off of Constance's wine with wine with my wine. So at the CB stress that I work at, um, I only get 30 minutes for lunch and I have to use my 30 minutes wisely. So typically I bring my lunch and I have to heat it up. So I typically put my food in the microwave for about two minutes, go to the bathroom around the corner. And by the time I come back, my food is usually done. So I did that like I normally do for the past three years. I come back and my food is on top of the microwave. And there's a lady, a co-worker, putting her food inside of the microwave. I, this lady, so we all know, well, you know, I'm like 5'10". She's maybe 5'4". Look, I'm looking down at her like, what the fuck are you doing? And all I could do was just stare at her because what I wanted to say was, bitch, did you touch my motherfucking food? <laughs> you know she did. You know she did. She had you to put it on top. And she said, it was done, so I put it up here. And I'm, I have to heat my food up. And all I could do was fucking stare at her and be like, bitch, you touched my motherfucking food. And I grabbed my food and I turned away and I said, how the fuck you knew? <laughs> how did you know it was done? <laughs> and I walked off. Like, bro, like these people be trying to get me to turn at work. I be trying so hard. And then my my friend, she was like, I did not know that she was taking your food out of the microwave or I would have stopped her. I'm like, bro, like the decency. Why would you touch somebody else's stuff? We still in, in, whether they say it's a pandemic is over or not, it's still here. I don't know where your hands have been. I don't know where you've touched where their hands have been. And you're touching my fucking food. She said you should have brought your ass back when you heard that. Um, it it couldn't have been. It, the thing about it, the lady is Indian. <laughs> oh. oh. So it's none of the above. <laughs> And I'll see it's me trying to think of a K Indian name and couldn't. So I, I have one, but I need my job. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it, I'll edit it out. <laughs> what is it? I wonder if she put a finger in it and tasted it to see if it. Don't play with me. Sir, I was, Don't tell it I me. Like, What's the, the lid? Name? The lid was still on it. Hey. Oh, that's good. But I'm saying, she that means she would have had to take an extra effort into actually try to see if that shit was done. But I was uh, so I fucking pissed. I was upset. Like, how dare you touch my motherfucking food? Because I would never, ever do that to anybody. If I see, and she ha- she waited for it to end. She had to, because it didn't take me that long to even get from the bathroom to back to the break room, because it's right there. So Did you, you spread your food with lots of for me to die? Is this? Are you drunk? What is this? <laughs> See, I was under the impression you were drinking, sir. <laughs> the germs off the food or something? I said grace. <clears throat> oh, that's sufficient. <laughs> I, I said my grace and I let it go. Lord for protection. But you. You're making me enjoy work from home even better now. Well, 
I wish I could work from home, but I can't. The way my my life is set up, I can't. I can I can't work from home. But can I hit you up my prescription? <laughs> we can ship them to you there in Georgia. Sign up for the program. They always make me get the ninety days now. Because oh. my that wonderful insurance, the wonderful job gives me now to get to a different company than what I. Well, it's the same company, but now they actually let me go to that pharmacy. I'm sorry. Who's so, next? so I get a, a wine. Of the week. Sure, you got wine. Yes, it actually happened last night that made me think of it. Look, I've been preparing for this show. <laughs> As y'all know, I feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Means I deliver food on a delivery platform. Like for the guy. longest, I thought you was feeding the hungry. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. I feed the hungry, and this this pastor guy somewhere in Oklahoma, I had posted something online when he like, "Bless you, brother." God's going to seriously bless you. Keep feeding them hungry. Who thinks I'm being nice? Now, I have fed the hungry. We used to have a Meals on Wheels program at the church in in Brandon, Mississippi. But this is my wine. I feed the hungry. So that means I have to go in, show them my phone, show them the order. That's my mom and my little sister 20-some years ago. I see that. And I show them the order. The first thing this person, who I've seen walk from the kitchen, picking on his face, and then had his all the way up to his elbow, up his nose, he gonna reach out to touch my phone. Whoa! And then I gotta see the order. Okay, ask me to show you the order, but you know you have the whole order printed out right there. But all you see is the name. But you want to touch my phone? I'm personal about my phone. You can touch my. I'm sorry. You could. T- <laughs> I don't want to know. Before you touch my phone, which I don't understand. Why do people want to touch people's? Why do people want to touch people's hair? I'm black, and I don't want to touch another black person's hair. That was not being racial, but I have seen this in person. I have no idea. You know, when I touch my own head, I have to go wash my hands because I know hair is dirty. But that's my life. People people always want to, I guess, get in your personal space, and these people want to touch my phone and get mad because I pull my phone that I pay for, that everything that this... Feeding the hungry, well, it does pay for it because they give you money for feeding the hungry, but that I pay for. And you mad because I don't want you to touch my phone? Facts. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Boundaries, people. Lord, for real. Get it together. I'm, I'm seriously concerned about that woman and your food, though, because I'm going to have dreams about that. Please, what? <laughs> don't be that bothered. Well, I have to go into the <laughs> office every so often. And when I do, this oh, guy real. comes around with a bag of, of nuts open. Do you want some? I'm like, and I've seen everybody else's hand go into this bag. Oh, and I'm trying to politely say, no, I'm good. You shake it I, out. I did everything except say I'm allergic to nuts. And I knew if I said that, that was going to start something. But I'm just like, and they're just digging in the bag like it's nothing. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, just happy to be there. And I'm like, this is why I don't like having to come into the office. Congregational food. Gracious. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. Well, Mo, what's your wine, child? My wine is wine with, oh. damn. I you the wine so must have got my tongue. <laughs> 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 That's a red blend right there. <laughs> no, that wine is doing its work, though. But my wine with wine for this week is, why do we judge what car the weed smell is coming from when we <laughs> ride down the road? Like, when you smell the weed, you don't think it's the big white suburban that this just passed by you. It's a little broke down Honda. <laughs> so oddly specific. The, 
today while on the road. Like, all these other cars were passing us. And then we looked right in front of us. Oh, it's that car right there. It's a broke down Toyota with the dark tinted windows. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's like built in prejudice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it it's just the truth. Because, I mean, the weed smoke is not coming from the minivan that's like right next to oh, us. <laughs> Or it could be. Or it could be. Like, why do we judge where the weed smoke coming from? Just, oh, somebody's smoking weed. We can't determine who it is. Because I feel so like it's not just me. No, so it's not no. just me. Okay. We're, like we've been conditioned, conditioned to, yes. to okay. feel like people who smoke weed literally don't do anything else or something. Like, right. like not everybody smokes it. And they really fucking do. Fucking mm-hmm. everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question. Hmm? I wish one of y'all was a lawyer. Cause I like, cause here in Georgia they don't really prosecute weed smoking anymore or whatever. My next door neighbors they smoke weed and it comes through on us and we can smell it. And then I notice they go and get in their car after I smell the weed from their apartment. Should I call the cops? No, no. I shouldn't call anonymous with their tag number. No, they're gonna know it was you. Don't call them for the weed smoke. Are they, people really need it. Are they, at this point, they might need it just so they don't kill It could be medical, medicinal. Well, how about right, this? These people, they, this one, people, they moved out, but they just had a baby. And they would be outside smoking. And I'm like, if I can smell it in my place downstairs, I'm sure your little baby can smell it in your place just because you stepped outside the door. And I I debated. Should I call them? No. But I they mean, they outside. They made an effort to not have the baby inhale it. It's outside, well, people, right? I get a drug test. I may get an interview for a drug test, and then they think I'm a weeder. It's not. I, I doubt that. <laughs> it's going to show not, in your system from up. your third hand smoke. Yeah, all day. <laughs> oh, so you can smell it all day is what you're saying. <clears throat> well, I don't necessarily wake up in the morning. I wake up like five minutes before something to sign on. But as soon as I hit the bathroom in the morning time, I smell it. And in the evening times, when I come back from feeding the hungry, Late at night, I smell it. I smell it. I, I really do not like the smoke, which is why I'm not. Yeah, kid. it smells bad when somebody else it's is smoking. It stink. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it probably was the suburban. Trust me. It probably had. Oh, the minivan. <laughs> yeah, it probably had Georgia plates on it. No, it was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, yeah. this was a great episode. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time here. I laugh more than I expected to laugh. Don't take me seriously. I'm a comedian sometimes. Not a comedian. Yes. That sound like a toilet and what? Right. <laughs> a funny like, toilet. What is that? Somebody, somebody told me, yeah, you. I said a joke. They're like, yeah, you got flushed down the toilet. You're a comedian. Even though I've won the humor speech contest with Toastmasters. Yeah, well, I chuckled I quite a few times. Yeah. I think Mo thank even choked. Thank you, lady, for not having a restraining order on me and for allowing me to be on your show. Oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome. It was a yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for wanting to be on our show. Like, yeah. It's Thanks still weird out. to have people come on and be starstruck. Like, oh, my gosh, y'all are real. Like, I'm really on your podcast. We're like, yeah. Like, would you think people. we were not going to welcome you? Yeah. Yes. And it's yes. just about anyone is but- welcome. All right. Well, uh, will you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? Yes, on OnlyFans, I'll be showing pictures of my belly button <laughs> every Friday. 
his shot to be taken out of his navel by his wife every once a month. But you can find me on Instagram. I have two Instagrams that I've been stalking you ladies with. Uh, for my business, it's Shero, C-H-E-T-R-O dot L-L-C. Uh, that's the at sign for that's Instagram. Also, for the podcast, what Shero thinks about it, found on anchor.fm slash Shero, C-H-E-T-R-O. And on all podcasting platforms, you can find me on Instagram at what Shero thinks about it, underscore podcast. And there's no I in think. So, spell thinks without I. I can't spell the whole word. What Shero thinks about it, underscore podcast, no I. I'm on Twitter at Shayro. I don't pay attention there a lot. What is? I'm available for motivational speaking, panelists, interview, building, uh, coaching, a lot of things. Just you hit me up, I might sell it. So just hit me up, and see if I do. If I don't, I probably know somebody that do. You might know somebody that do the that can get you the weeder. The if they want some weed, I know somebody that they can get it from. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, do you guys have anything else to add to today? Are all hearts clear? All hearts and minds are clear. All right. Well, you guys know you can follow us, Unestablished Podcast, um, on Instagram. Uh, We have a Facebook page. We have a uh, TikTok. We don't have a Twitter. And you can always always email us as well, unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. Um. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, thank you, Cheryl, for um, wanting to be on our podcast today. We definitely enjoyed you. And I mean, Mo can go ahead and take us out. Cheers. Cheers. I can't. This was crazy. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. <laughs> You ladies this is awesome. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank y'all man. for not taking stuff I said seriously. <laughs> yes. I, I love mean, y'all. No, we like to have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Here for a good time. Y'all have a, y'all have a good show. Um, I like that you all do. Oh, thanks. You see Jared? Tell him I said hey. Oh, yes. <laughs> we will definitely talk to Jared. Talk to him. Send him a message. Tell him you said hello. Look, I was trying to set up Riverside, and some reason. You know, it says next step or whatever. You never let me do it. Is this a. Do I need to have some drivers or something? Sure. Mm-hmm. All they do is ask for your money. <laughs> What's your credit card information? for joining us this week on unestablished be sure to catch us every week and don't forget to rate review and follow us on all podcast platforms or if you simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too until next time peace and love <laughs>